Good afternoon. Welcome to the Cone Zone. That's my dad, Lowell Cone. I'm Grant Cone. It's week 14, and it feels like the 49ers just got crowned Super Bowl champions in early December. They just destroyed the Eagles. They got the Seahawks coming up again, and it seems like a clear path to the sixth Lombardi trophy. But they're not there yet. And before they do that, they got to play the Seahawks again. Do you think the 49ers are on the verge of an emotional letdown? It's possible. Um, look, they're going to beat Seattle. Seattle is, is a really crummy team. They're going to beat them. But <laughs> you saw how up they were for, for Philly. They wore those black costumes, and they sort of intimidated when they tried to when they came in the stadium, the Eagles. They're not going to do that with the Seahawks. So they were more up for that game. Um, we saw earlier in the season they lost three in a row. It still puzzles me. But obviously – Part of it was they weren't up for those games. They thought they had made their statement with the Cowboys. So it's possible that they won't be, likely, they won't be as up for this game as they were for the Eagles. But they're still going to kill the Seahawks. Kill them. Yeah. It's just interesting because it seems like at this point, the only team that can beat the Niners is themselves. And in retrospect, knowing that they were somewhat healthy and what was at stake against the Eagles, we probably should have picked them to win. Those are the games they get up for. And when they get up for a game, they're the best team in the league. But they don't always yes. get up for games, as we saw in that three-game losing streak. This is a team that thought they sort of proved themselves week five with that win over Dallas and then let, like, let down for three weeks in a row, it seemed like to me. And even afterward, they kind of uh, acknowledged it. They are like, you know, we got to get back to taking these one day at a time, yeah. like one game at a time. Okay, so you just beat the Eagles. Are you thinking ahead to the Super Bowl? Are you grooving on just really um, embarrassing that team? Or are you as focused this week as you were last week? Because the, the Seahawks aren't good, but they'll be focused. Uh, I don't think it makes a difference if they're focused. They're not well coached. They're not a good team. Oh, I can't stand that quarterback. The issue for the 49ers is not the opponent. It's they have to play to their standard. And for the three-game low, call it a low, they didn't play to their standard. But now they have. They murdered Jacksonville. They murdered Philadelphia. Um, a team has to have a standard, and they have to apply it every game, even against mediocre and bad teams. And we're going to learn that about the Niners. Again, they're going to beat Seattle. It'll be interesting to see how up for the game they are. Finally, I don't think it matters that much because they're going to win. Iggy, I have a question. Were we going to talk about the Super Bowl, or is that our second topic? It's our second topic. Do you want to do it now? Okay. Well, okay. no. If you have more to say on this, no, I don't. Let's. Have, I have a question. If the Niners, if the Super Bowl were this week, would the Niners win it? Yes, the Niners are the best team in the National Football League. This is interesting. We have two questions. If <coughs> the Super Bowl, excuse me, guys, were this Sunday against any team in the AFC, would the Niners win? Yeah, and they'd probably blow out that team, even Kansas City. Kansas City just got beat. So, yeah, mm -hmm. they're the best team. But the thing is, the Super Bowl isn't this Sunday. Uh, there's several months to go, and what I want to say is mm -hmm. football is as complicated as real life. Things happen over a period of a few months Look what happened to Trevor Lawrence. Look what happened to Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers. There's, you know, Kirk Cousins. I'm not saying 
that Brock Purdy is going to get hurt, but there's that possibility. CMC could get hurt. That would change the the dynamic considerably. Also, sometimes you lose to a team that you don't expect to lose to. It happens all the time. Um, it happened to Kansas City. So mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, if they were to play Sunday, I would, I don't bet, but I mean, theoretically, I would bet that they would win the Super Bowl Sunday. February, there's a lot of things that could happen between now and then. And I think rather than locking ourselves into a position, we should be open-minded and see what happens in the flow of the season. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment because I feel like we've seen this, with, felt this with the 49ers before. Usually they hit their stride right now, and we feel in December this team is the best they've ever been, the best team in the league, the hottest team in the league. They're going to win the Super Bowl. I think we felt this last year. Brock Purdy was playing really well last year too. So it's a team that's been together a long time. They're the, one of the oldest teams in the league. They've, they're great in big games, but they sort of have, um, I don't know, something that they have to overcome, a pattern of playing their worst in their biggest games. So they proved it. They beat Dallas week fifteen, week five. They beat the Eagles week 13. They got to do it in January and February, and there's reason to wonder if they will. The head coach, his, his history is – no one else stop it yeah so when again we're not being negative we're not saying they're going to lose the super bowl there's a lot of play to go on there Mm -hmm. may be some injuries and you finally have to prove it on the field you do you finally have to prove it on the field they've proved it in december it's different to prove it in the playoffs and i think people should be aware of that fans should be aware of that now they're, I mean, the fans are different from us. They've already crowned them Super Bowl champions. And what I'm saying is, put your foot on the brake pedal a little. Yeah, and I, talking to the Niners directly, they need to look at it like it was just another game and move on. And that's what right. they said it was before the game. We were asking them in the locker room, you know, this is a, it's a big game, right? You guys are a little up, more up for this than, than normal? And they said, no, it's just a Week 13 game. Now, they... Obviously, we're up for it more than normal the, the way they entered the the arena, you know, the stadium and all that. But that was what that was their refrain. It's just a week 13 game. And I don't know, maybe that was just in case they lost, so they wouldn't make too big a deal about it. But they won, have the same attitude. It wasn't just a week 13 game, obviously. They were really, really pumped for this game. They had got beat and they got humiliated by these guys. Mm-hmm. They had something they wanted to prove. And they want to prove we're the best right now. And what's more, they did it. That's why I'm saying if the Super Bowl were Sunday, I, I think I'd bet the mortgage they would beat any team. First of all, they're far and away the best team in the NFC. Far and away. <coughs> they haven't played Detroit, but they'd beat Detroit. And I don't see any team in the AFC beating them. Even Kansas City, I think the Niners would embarrass them. Embarrass. Ooh. This Sunday. This Sunday. This Sunday. I'm with yeah. you on that one. I'd like to see what would happen in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's real quick get some breaking news. The Niners just signed Logan Ryan, 32, almost 33-year-old DB. He was a corner for the Patriots for the for a few years. He was in the Super Bowl against Kyle Shanahan. Then he was a corner for the Titans. Then he was a safety for the Giants. And he was a safety for the Bucks last year. He hasn't played this year. 
the Niners are signing him for the stretch run. As you know, they lost Talanoa Hufunga. One safety, they lost George Odom, another backup safety. So they needed a safety. They signed, Log they signed Logan Ryan. He's been a corner before. He's versatile. I don't know that he's going to play for the Niners, but they have depth. They needed depth. They signed a guy. He's Good. a guy. Yeah. So just wanted to throw that out there. The Niners signed someone. Logan Ryan probably won't play very much. Let's take some super chats. Fish and Chip says, it's my adopted dad, Lowell Cohn. Humor me, Lowell. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Jack says, I'm tired of hearing that Brock isn't elite because of Yak. Uh, yak. Mahomes leads the NFL in Yak. Do y'all think SF should draft Gord Jr.? Unrelated, just asking. Um, as far Jr. as um, Brock not being elite, did we say Brock wasn't elite? Did you say he wasn't elite, Iggy? Um, I said I'm not willing to say that he's elite yet. I am. Okay. Um, I didn't know you had said that. Could we linger a moment? Sure. Um, is he the best quarterback in the league? No, clearly. But is he elite? Yes. I think with numbers like that, with performances like that, I'm I'm willing to say this is an elite quarterback. Now, especially in his system, um, I is know Tua how you elite? think. I don't like Tua as much as I like Brock Purdy. He okay. slings the ball. He makes mistakes. Um, no, I don't think he's as good. I understand you're saying, could you put Brock Purdy on Philly and would he be as good for that offense as Hurts? Could you I put understand. him on Houston and do what CJ and would he do what CJ Stroud is doing? Win on Houston. That's one way of looking at it. Yeah. Another way of looking at it is how is he playing? How is yeah. he playing on this team? And I'll tell you what, I, I if you don't mind, um, I'm I'm disagreeing with you a little. Do you feel sure? I'm, no, I'm this is a, a good topic. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, Joe Montana, probably the greatest quarterback who ever lived, could not have been successful at the Raiders. We know that for a fact. And we know it for a fact because we know that the Raiders like to go deep. They wanted one and done. It was part of their deal. And we know for a fact that Bill Walsh talked about trading Joe. I Does Joe even know this with Al uh, Davis? Davis said, send me some tape. I've talked about it before on Joe callback bill and said, I, I don't want him. Uh, Joe Montana, <coughs> my receivers quote will outrun his arm, but I want Steve young. And mm -hmm. Bill said <laughs> in a pig's eye, no way. So it never happened. But the point is you could apply that to Joe Montana too, that he wouldn't have done well at, at certain other teams, including especially the Raiders. So that's one way of looking, but I think right now, Brock Purdy is elite, and some people are talking he may even be the MVP. I don't think, um, for me, Lowell, that when a guy is legitimately in that conversation, you could say he's not elite. Okay. Uh, the reason I asked about Tua is he's um, third in the NFL in passer rating at 106. And if if numbers mean you're elite, then he would be elite. I don't think he's elite. Um, okay. I don't think if you put Tua on the Jets, the Jets would – I don't think if you put Tua on, on the Texans – they would be that good. Uh, I, but that's the way I look at it. Hey, we'll find out. You, you right. can't penalize Brock Purdy for being on a good team. And whether or no. not he's elite doesn't doesn't really matter because he could probably win the Super Bowl this year. I'd say, again, if they were to play the Super Bowl this Sunday against Kansas City or, or, or whomever, he would have a, a high passer rating. He would do everything that we look at and admire. 
I, 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 I really like what, and I've, I've come to have confidence in him. We were watching the game. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'm going to have this all winter the other day. And we, they got the ball and you said, do you think they're going to drive down the field and get a, a touchdown? And I said, yeah, they are. That's how much confidence I have in him. And they did. Yeah. Ethan M. Purdy has the second uh, least yak percentage out of all five MVPs. Okay. All right. Suchin says Grant pops Otani to the Jays or the Do- or the Dodgers. I don't know. I'll, I don't know, but I'll tell you one place he's not going to go is San Francisco. The Giants. He's not going to happen. Thanks for the donation. Yeah. Carol. Malik Payton. I believe Niners will show up for the rest of the season. The first seed is still up for grabs. I agree. My I question. Sh- they should. Uh, Michael says, we all thought Jimmy was playing well. Was that more a product of his jawline or actual play? Does this also apply to Brock or his, or is he actually better? I never thought Jimmy was playing that well. Yeah, I never thought Jimmy was playing that well. I never thought Jimmy was playing that well. Philip Chavez says, my favorite show of the week. Love getting your dad's perspective on my Niners. Thank you, Philip. John Mathis says, can we uh, can Ward guard Tyreek Hill? If not, who on the Niners can? The Grant family got love in Compton, California. Thank you, John. I think it's a bad matchup for Traverius Ward. Although they, Ward would know. They faced each other in practice for years. Ward's good against big receivers. I don't know if they have anyone who can run with Tyreek Hill. Maybe. No, I don't know. But they may never face the Dolphins. Just saying. Juan Torres, first round buy is essential for our older team. I would have to agree. Not essential, but really important. Would make a big difference. Ethan M says Purdy has the second least yak percentage. We got you, baby. Got Dave, you. favorite show of the week. Keep up the great work. It's also pronounced uh, Dove like the soap, not Dave. Why did I say Dave? Dove Autoglass. Sorry. Hi, Dove. Hi, Dove. Like the soap. Joshua Wyatt, I am more worried about this game than I was for Philly. If the Niners show up this week, we will know they are humble and hungry for the stretch run. Don't worry. Have have a nice night. They're going to kill Seattle. Yeah. Have you ever seen that quarterback play? Uh, we we need to talk about it. I, look, I have nothing against Geno Smith. I look at him. He seems like a very nice man. He makes such horrible plays. Um, remember a couple of weeks ago, he threw the ball like about a yard, and they showed uh, Pete Carroll on the side, and he said, terrible. Remember? Yeah. You could see yeah. his voice, his mouth. Yeah. He said, terrible. terrible. And Troy Aikman has pointed out, and Iggy and I see this, Instead of moving up in the pocket, he moves back all the time, and he moves back into the into the defensive ends, looping around to get him. He is yeah. moving into sacks all the time. I can't stand the way he plays. Yeah, he's terrible. The Niners are going to kill him. The idea that Geno Smith could ever beat the 49ers. Oh, Geno. Geno. He's not even come close, ever. No, and then he has this look. He sits, I mean, I feel sorry for him. He sits on the sideline. It's not only that he looks sad and beaten. He looks morally outraged that that the world could let this happen to him. (laughs) Yeah, because he's a great story. Malik Payton, what did you think about the Greenlaw situation? We're going to get to that. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Hold on. G-Code says, concerned Moody hasn't kicked in pressure games lately. We'll give him some pressure. It gives pressure. Carol T says it was great to see the West Coast offense come home. Hi, Carol. I I agree with you. Uh, Baggage claim 916 says if the Niners win the Super Bowl this year, how do you guys think they will respond next year 
Will they be satisfied with just one or will they have the same motivation again? Oh, more? God. I love that question. I love that question. I, wait, my father if would say. If they win this year, what will happen next year? <laughs> I love that. My father would say when I was little, slow down, Loli. Slow, don't get into yourself, Loli. Slow down. That's what I'm saying. Slow down. Slow down. Lyle Bolliard says, hey, Grant, nobody's talking about how Lane Johnson was jumping early on a lot of snaps. Yeah, uh, your friend Gary emailed me about that. I got to email him back. Gary, if you're watching, it's a thing that Lane Johnson does. He starts his kicks slide before the center snaps the ball, and I don't know why they let him do it. I don't know why they let him do it. It's against the rules. It's cheating. J.R. Beckled says, your comments on Purdy having the least yak percentage. I think it's an interesting stat. What do you want me to say? He's good. It's, He's really good. It's sexy. It's sexy. It's a it's a sexy stat. I like it. It's a good stat. Member for 21 months is Birdman Jr. 86. Thank you very much. All right, let's do some prize picks and then we'll get back to the show. I these are the, Niners I like, prize. I like these prize picks. I like these prize picks too. Hold on, you got to make it official. Okay, here we go. Prize pick game. Christian McCaffrey, 80 and a half rushing yards, Dad. That feels like a lot. Then again, it's it's Seattle. Seattle, I'm saying more. Over. Betting on Christian, right? Oh, yeah. You don't think they'll go easy on him? What do we think they'll, they'll rest him a little bit down the stretch? No. Yeah, they'll rest him for one series. Not in a series. divisional game. Yeah, for one series. He never rests okay. him. Always go more for Christian McCaffrey. That's an easy one. Debo, 51 and a half receiving yards. He's hot, Dad. Debo. Yeah, I'm saying more, more. You betting on Debo? Not now. Yeah. He's hungry. He ain't been hungry like this in a couple of years, Dad. He's hungry. He was phenomenal. He was good. Against Philadelphia. God. Man, he can keep it up two weeks in a row. I'm betting on, on Debo. More, as they would say in Brooklyn. Okay. More. Kittle, 48 and a half. Boy, he's been good too recently, man. Yeah, I'm going more with Kittle. Wow, you're so optimistic. More I'm for up, Kittle? I'm, I'm in with this team. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on, though. Brock Purdy, 261 and a half passing yards. That doesn't seem like that much. More. More. You, so they're going to really, they're really going to put it on the Seahawks, huh? That's what you're saying. It's going to kill them. Okay. Brandon Ayuk, 65 and a half receiving yards. More. More. <laughs> okay. To recap, we got McCaffrey more, Debo more, Kittle more, Purdy more, Ayuk more. We're we're advocating uh, wagering the more for the 49. And then finally, Geno Smith. Geno Smith, 232 and a half. That's not a lot. Under. You, more of fewer. 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 You think Geno's going to struggle against the Niners, huh? I think he's going to struggle against the, any, the wind, the sun, earth, <laughs> the human condition. Okay, well, if you guys want to play, go to Prize Picks. Use promo code Cone C O H N. Get a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Again, those are our picks. Don't bet on Gino. Go go for the more for the Forty ers They're playing the Seahawks. Go for the more. Thanks for playing. Thanks for watching. Thank you, Prize Picks. Okay, we got Logan Ryan. Let's talk the new paradigm at quarterback. Last night watching that game. Thought it was going to be a, you know, a first dunk in a game, considering Jake Browning was the quarterback. But then he was playing really well. And he you're played more play. than really well. He was phenomenal, Iggy. Uh, you know, I didn't care about the game, but 
all of a sudden, this kid is really good. Where has he been? And he went to Washington. So he's a West Coast guy. He's from the Central Valley. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a New Yorker, but I'm very um, chauvinistic about, about California and the West Coast. And one of the uh, announcers said, he reminds me of Brock Purdy. And that was so right on. And so there's a new paradigm in uh, as opposed to these big strapping um, athletic guys who have potential, Trey Lance, there's a new paradigm. Can you explain it, Iggy? Yeah, it's the Brock Purdy uh, paradigm because the Trey Lance paradigm is almost feels like trying to shoot the moon in uh, hearts. It's so difficult. You have to trade up for a guy who showed glimpses of greatness in college for a little bit of time, but needs a lot of work and, and seasoning. And so you trade up, you mortgage everything, you, you put your jobs on the line, cut people on the bench for a year or two. You don't use your first round pick and you hope that he's been aged like a fine wine. And most of the time it doesn't work. And that's just, it's so difficult. It takes time. Now it's like, just get a guy anywhere. Like Jake Browning was just off a practice squad. Get a guy. Brock Purdy was the last pick in the draft. Whatever. He doesn't have to be big. He doesn't have to have a strong arm. All he has to do is sort of like be experienced, know when to check it down, how to read a defense. It's incredible. What I, what I would say is get a guy who played a lot in college. Yep. I'd say think since colleges are the minor leagues for the NFL, yep. which is a whole other thing. It is disgusting. But this guy played four years at Washington he did. Brock played four years at, at where, where did he go? Iowa State? Or, Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah. You want a guy who played. You want a guy who yeah. looked at a lot of defenses. You also yeah. don't care if a guy has a big arm, but he has to have a quick release and he has to be really accurate and he has to be able to read defenses quickly. This is the new thing. And it now Brock and this guy, Browning, what he did last night, um, I thought Cincinnati was dead. Because yeah. Joe Burrow was out. I wouldn't say that. And I don't know no. what his contract status is, but I think a lot of teams should be interested in him, like the Jets. Yeah. We were saying because during the game. Aaron Rodgers is like going to last. Yeah. And then, the, and then the announcer said it. Yeah. Every team wants their Purdy. And the thing that's alluring about Brock Purdy is they're around. The Not Brock Purdy's are around. Yeah. They're about 6'1". They're around. They're on practice squads. They're they're seniors at colleges. They have no yeah. draft hype. They're around if you know what to look for. Right. And Kyle didn't look for Purdy. He lucked into Purdy. Yes. But I think in the future, he'll be looking for someone like that. He's not going to be looking for Trey Lance. He's going to be looking for Purdy too. Right. And it's forever it's the most important position, and it's really hard to get a good one. How do you get a good quarterback? Well, you tank for a season, hope to get the number one pick, and then hope the guy's good. Like the Niners tried that with Alex Smith, it didn't work. What you don't it, the idea that maybe maybe they're as abundant as running backs. Maybe they're all over the place, and people just been looking for the wrong things. I agree. Looking for the like, they have the wrong yeah. lens. They've been looking for upside. We've been making fun of that word forever, Dad, since I was a little kid. They've been looking for upside, but the deal is the NFL is not a developmentally colleges. Yeah. You don't want upside. You want side. You want side. You want and side. That, that players can like make money in college with these NIL deals. There's no reason to jump to the league uh, and try to develop there. You should be staying in school. Everyone should look at Brock. Brock Perry should go campus to campus and tell these kids, stay in school. Uh, he, 
He should. And study. And study. Study. Yeah. Believe in yourself. Believe in love and live in line. Line. But what I want to say is this new paradigm is not a compromise. I think it's an improvement. Yeah. I do. I think it is too. And I I, I, yeah. What I was saying, watching Browning last night, who was like Purdy, it was a pleasure to watch him Mm -hmm. work. It was a Mm -hmm. pleasure to watch him work. Yeah. Hasn't it been incredible forever? It's the most important position in, in the sport, all of sports. And the league is terrible at scouting the position. No, has no yeah. idea what to look for. And the success rate of drafting these quarterbacks in round one is abysmal. Now it's like, okay, well, just don't draft them in round one. Take them later. And you might find one really good. If yeah. Brock Purdy can be the MVP, there's no reason to draft someone like Mac Jones in the first round or Trey Lance or Justin Fields or maybe even Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> the Niners made him look sick. Yeah. They made him look yeah. sick. If you put, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Forget, forget Don't the hypotheticals. Go I'm not going to go there. All right. Who, dad, who is the 49ers league? No, excuse me. Let me try that again. Hey, dad, who is the league MVP in your opinion? Okay. This is a really interesting question. I think <laughs> there are two candidates, and they're both on the 49ers. I mean, isn't that cool? That, that I believe the two MVP candidates as of now are Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock Purdy is what a story, and he's leading this really terrific team beautifully. And he was the last guy taken in the draft, and that's important um, when you talk about an MVP. And they couldn't win without him. They could not win without him. CMC is the best running back in the league. He's one of the best players in the league. He might even be the best offensive player in the league. I mean, that's how good he is. Um, (laughs) It's rare for a running back to get the MVP. But if he gets hurt, the Niners could not win without him. He's like Purdy. They're both absolutely essential. Iggy. If it, we know if the quarterback goes down, they have a lot of trouble. and the, But the Niners have good running backs, but they don't have anything like McCaffrey. If he goes down, like last Sunday, they didn't include him in the first two series, and mm-hmm. they got nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But as my mother would say, bupkis, nothing. Yeah. Then he got involved, and they, and they, and they killed him. So the, the, the MVP is one of those two guys. Now, I have a pick. Um are you going to go first or am I going to go first? You, Pick wise. I, everyone knows who I'm picking. You go ahead. I'm picking McCaffrey. Me too. I th- you are? Yes. Okay. I love it. I didn't know that. Like you Tell said, me- they couldn't get him. They didn't get him the ball in the first two series. Their offense was nowhere. 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 I, McCaffrey had an all pro season in freaking Carolina. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, why do you give it to him over Purdy? And you're not putting down Purdy. Don't no, say he's but, a hater. No, but to me, McCaffrey's the best running back in the NFL. I don't think Brock Purdy's the best quarterback in the NFL. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm sorry. I think when defenses when defensive coordinators are building up their game plan, maybe they're wrong, but I think they're focusing on stopping McCaffrey, first and foremost. That's the number one question you have to answer when you face the Niners offense. What do we do about McCaffrey? Yeah. First and foremost. 
You what you'll get to Brock, but not before you get to McCaffrey. I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, he, he's so tough. It's like if you don't have a linebacker who can cover him man to man, then you can't play man to man defense that, that week. Like the Eagles tried and they didn't have a linebacker who could do it, and they gave up that 33 yard catch up the sideline and it's got burned. You know, I, I've never met him. I never will meet him. Um, Iggy, he seems like such a serious player. Mm-hmm. He he rarely smiles. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I admire players like that. He is all business. Mm-hmm. He is all business every second of the time. He mm-hmm. takes the game like a professional really seriously. It's he a does. pleasure to watch. And I would imagine that, again, I don't go in that locker room. I would imagine his teammates admire him. I also think they admire Purdy. I'm not saying they don't, but I, I he's older and I have a feeling he must have quite a leadership role in that room. You would know better than I would. I would agree. And I think when you talk about a standard on a team, players uphold the standard and it's not something you necessarily, you could talk about it, but it's also something players, the best players have to demonstrate daily. It's not just how you play in games, how consistent you are, but it's how, how consistent you are like in practice and in meetings and in training. And he's ferocious. So was Brandon Ayuk. Just guys who are always in the best shape, always competing, always doing their best. I've seen it with Brandon Ayuk. He'll, he'll do it in training camp. McCaffrey will do it in training camp. Debo turns it on. And when he does turn it on, my God, what a player. But McCaffrey's not like that. He doesn't turn it on. It's always on. Ayuk's always, always on. on. Yeah, Kittle Kittle's you know, older, and I think it's it's okay. He kind of paces himself. That's fine. But those two guys are not pacing themselves, and they're always on. You know, uh, when I covered certain 49er teams, um, Steve Young always talked about the standard. Like it, 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 it the to him, in a way, the opponent was anonymous because mm-hmm. they had to uphold their standard. Um, and I know mm-hmm. for a fact that he talked about it in the locker room. That mm-hmm. he there were certain people who, among other things, their job is to remind everyone else of the standard. I think mm-hmm. Justin Smith was like that. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Guys who are relentless Patrick, every day. I just Patrick wrote Willis. down on this. I just, yeah. I just wrote down on this standard upholders. Like, who are the guys on this team who uphold the standard every week? Because McCaff- McCaffrey. McCaffrey's one. Ayuk's two. Let's name more. The quarterback. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why he's a captain and he's so good. He absolutely fits right in like a vet. The quarterback. Who else? Um, the middle linebacker. I was absolutely agree with that. No question about it. Are those the four? Those are well, the top four. Okay, hold on. Where do we put Bosa? Where was Bosa the first half of the year? Fair enough. Fair enough. He he, he didn't live up to his standard. I, he is now. Bosa. Okay, I'll put Bosa at five. But not let's, for, let's not call him Warner. Let's call him standard adjacent. Standard adjacent. I most of the time, yes, with Bosa. But I, I what was what was what happened the first half? Where was he? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Was he pacing himself? I don't know. Kittle, yep. I guess, would be sort of in that Bosa category. Like most of the time, you can count on them. Although sometimes they, I don't know. Kittle. What about the left tackle? That's another guy. I mean, he's great, but he misses two or three games a year. He doesn't practice on Wednesdays. He's 35 years old. He's not necessarily upholding the standard every day in practice. He's pacing himself. Right? Fair enough. Fair he doesn't enough. practice on Wednesdays. So, so those are the guys I, 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 would, I would mention. Those are the ones. 
All right. Joshua Wyatt, all respect to Lowell, but I know this team. I told you a blowout was on was a lock this past week, and I'm telling you this is a Jeopardy game. I am definitely worried. Well, we let off with the topic of an emotional letdown. It is yeah. in this team's DNA. That's why we talked about it. Joshua. Joshua, when you say you're worried, you can't answer, but does that mean you, like, when you think about the game, you have, like, misgivings, or does that mean you walk around every day biting your nails and, oh, pacing. my God, and, you know, pacing the room? Please don't yeah. do that. David Trinidad says, should the NFL just allow fights like hockey? Absolutely not. And we're going to get to that a little later. Jeff says, Grant, Mr. Cohn, been a fan all my life. One of my favorite moments came Sunday when we gave the game ball and speech to Hargrave at the end. Love Hargrave. Iggy, we didn't include include Hargrave as a standard upholder. I don't know him. I don't know him well enough to say that he is or he isn't. I don't want to say that he's not. He could be. He hasn't been yeah. here that long. Maybe he is. Right. right. Uh, maybe yeah. Armstead is too. Um, although he's gotten some injuries. He's injured now. Uh, Greenlaw, but he kind of no. he needs to no. work on his standards. No, we're gonna, no, no, no. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Categorically, no. no. And no. we're going to talk about Greenlaw in yeah. a bit. No. No. Michael Parrish says journalists choosing the MVP and having to admit they were wrong about him. Do you believe he can win? Also, big fan Grant, but I'm here for Lowell. I absolutely oh. think Purdy can win the okay, I like that. I think Purdy can win the MVP. Yes. I think people love his story. I don't know. Jeff says, think of all the Hall of Fame uh on the field Sunday, and Hargrave played a uh, great against the first ballot Hall of Fame center. Kelsey Hargrave got pressure and run stops. Hargrave, I see you. Hargrave. Great player. Good call, Jeff. Fish and chips. Paradigm uh, streams most Googled word. Really? Interesting. Interesting. A mass martyr member for 10 months. Thank you. Kyle Green has been a member for 25 months. Where has Reddick been since the game he vanished? Has he got anything else to say? We knew when he said that stuff, it was a mistake. Why'd you say oh. it, Hassan? It was a big mistake. It was a big mistake. Mass martyr says, you guys are the best at this. Go SF. Thank you. Thanks, mass martyr. Kyle Green says, if Purdy continues to play this well, he deserves the MVP. He's so poised for his age, always answers questions like he's a vet. You can tell the players love him, unlike Jimmy. I thought they liked Jimmy. Oh, I think they liked Jimmy. Um, Number 44 uh, was falling all over himself when Jimmy came back. Um, This kid is a better quarterback than Jimmy, but wasn't number 44, didn't he say we're going back to San Francisco 49er football when he got Mm -hmm. Jimmy back? Mm -hmm. And he has a Harvard degree. Yeah. You're not that guy, pal, says rather Donald and CMC or Purdy and Elijah Mitchell. What? Well, that's kind of a weird because like Donald is not good. Like Elijah Mitchell is a starting running back in the NFL. A good one. Or has been. Sam Donald's terrible. So. Pal. David W. says, do you still have concerns about Purdy's ability to play well from behind? Can the Niners overcome two or more? two uh, or three score deficits in the postseason. Okay. I want to say, I'd say concern is the wrong verb. Um, I still don't, I is concerns about his ability to play from behind. I'm not concerned about it. I wonder about it. I haven't seen it. And I, it's gonna happen in his career that he's gonna have to bring a team back maybe from a large deficit. All I'm saying is I don't have the data. I wonder about it, but I'm not concerned. I'm not saying he can't do it. I'd like to see him do it. Blaine Infald says, do we really feel okay with potentially 
paying Purdy 40 to $50 million a year if he wins a single Super Bowl within the next two seasons. It could be so, more than that. But we're, so we're again, talking, slow down. Yeah. We're, we're saying he's still under this contract for how many more years? Uh, next season. Next so season. So he's got this season and next season. So it's really not an issue they got to worry about. And it'll right. be, yeah. Yeah. But that's the going rate for really good quarterbacks, about 55, 60 million a year. The Arcade Master 24 says, who are the Niners' biggest challenge in the AFC? Is it the Chiefs? Because they don't look like the team they have been. And if no, then who? I don't think uh, the Chiefs can compete with the Niners. And we're going to find out about the Ravens soon enough. The Ravens are interesting, um, but I'm kind of interested in the Dolphins. Like, they, you don't take them seriously because of their defense, but they have Vic Fangio. In the last few games, they've given up 17, 21, 13, 13, 15. Um, they give up 21 to the Chiefs in a loss. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a team that has a coach who's like as creative as Kyle and a defensive coordinator who's at least as good as Steve Wilkes. Um, okay, here's what I think. The Niners would beat him, probably. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Run him off the field. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. Yep. Kill him. Whew. That's what I think. I can see it. I can see I, it. I'd be more interested in the Ravens, who I think the Niners would beat. But I, the, the Dolphins, I, I think the game would be over early in the third quarter. Most of the time it is with these Niners. Greg yeah. says, don't want Purdy to win MVP. It's jinx. I don't believe in jinxes. Jay says, greatest Niners standard bearer ever was Ronnie Lott. Sacrificed a finger for the glory of the team and the game. Hold on a minute. Uh, Ronnie Lott, uh, look, I love Ronnie, and he's as close to a friend as I have among athletes. Not that I ever see him anymore. He did sacrifice a finger for the glory of the team. I guess it was glory. He was a great player, and he did uphold the standard. But I've told the story before. Ronnie was a freelancer. Um, he would tell Dwight Hicks sometimes, cover for me, I see something. Right, Iggy? Uh, yeah. Ronnie would do yeah. that. And, yeah. and there was a story. Uh, one time, the defensive coaches after a game were watching the game film and knowing that their next opponent would be watching the film, the same film. And at one point, Ronnie was so out of the play. He was doing things that the coaches didn't even understand. So one of the coaches said, gee, we have to talk to Ronnie about that. And and George Seifert, who was running the defense, said, nah, it's great. Our next opponent, whoever it is, they'll be as confused as we are. It's good to have it on the tape. That's really funny. He had a feeling. He always oh, said, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Um, Fish and Ship says, BP has to overcome his head coach woes from behind. Okay, we got to talk about Dom DeSandro. I didn't know who Dom DeSandro, Dom DeSandro was. Until this, apparently everyone in the NFL knows who Dom is. Let's call him Dom. Head of security Dom, with Dom. the Eagles. And apparently he's a really good dude. Everyone likes him. And he's such a good dude that he got Dre Greenlaw essentially ejected from this game and then got like, you know, a bunch of high fives and daps on the way out as he was ejected too. What do you think of Dom DeSandro? Well, first of all, I want to say just visually, um, he's the head of security. Yeah. He's about 100 pounds overweight. 
Now, yeah. people can be, I mean, I'm overweight. You could be overweight. But head of security, shouldn't you sort of look, you know, the part? Shouldn't you sort of look and fit so you could actually defend somebody? He, he looks like, I don't know, the Michelin man or something. So I, I, I kind of wonder about that. But let's go over what he did. No, let's first say the announcers, whoever they were, was uh, who were those announcers, Iggy? Greg Olson and, and Kevin Burkhart. Burkhart. Olson, Burkhart. They were joking. That's Dom. Look at Dom. You know, Dom. He's a, like, that was yeah. funny. Okay? I don't agree with that. I don't think that's Dom. That's dumb. Not yeah. Dom. Greenlaw gets called for a penalty because apparently threw the guy to the ground. Okay, I got it. Um, now, what I understand, Dom steps forward to uh, defend the honor of the guy he threw down. Mm -hmm. Well, Dom, that's not your place. There are officials. They get paid. They're experts. They're officials on, on the field who handle that. No one appointed you, buddy. You have no business on the field dealing with players. That's for officials. And you touch a player? Touch a player? Wow. Uh, now, Greenlaw made a mistake. Again, I was around Bill Walsh a lot. You get into it, somebody. Bill always said, don't get into it. You'll hurt our team. Walk away. So here's Gr Greenlaw. Not only gets into it, but it's not even a player. It's Dom. <laughs> How do you get into it with this overweight guy who's not even fit for his job, who's trying to get you thrown out of the game and touch him? So Greenlaw screwed up, and he deserved to get thrown out for touching the guy. But so did Dom. And when he got thrown out, he got a standing ovation like, like he was Hercules, like he was a hero. No, you don't touch a player. No, you don't get involved. What they should do is find that clown and bar him from the sideline. He should not be allowed to be on the sideline. And Iggy, I don't see anything funny about it. I don't think the announcer should. That's dumb. That's dumb. Keep your hands off my goddamn player. Get him out of here. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. And ban him from the sideline. I think it was interesting on the conference call yesterday. Kyle Shanahan was like uh, real understanding. I thought he would have been mad, but he was like, look, no, I mean, I. I've heard about Dom. Like everyone likes Dom, and I don't want anything to happen to Dom. Like, I would never. It's like, it's like, I think it's really unfortunate that it it react it, it resulted in our player getting ejected. But I would never want anything to happen to Dom. Can you explain that culture yeah. in the NFL? Well, what I think is, uh, I don't think he was being honest. I think he was probably very angry that Dom got his player thrown out, that Dom touched his player, that Dom even got involved because it's not his business to be involved. But he's a big hero in Philly, um, and maybe the owner, Lurie, likes him. There, there may have been word, uh, Kyle, leave my guy alone. Yeah. And Kyle didn't want to get into it with an owner and did what his answer was political. It wasn't what he really felt. That's my reading of it. Maybe Kyle is really a turn-the-other-cheek guy, but if he is, I never saw it before. I know it was quite interesting. And with the Niners, it's like, 
they have a director of security. I think people have seen him, but no one knows his name. He doesn't insert himself onto the... He's not in player. He's not breaking up fights. That was so strange that he would think he needed to be there. What are you? What are you on the? What are you on the sideline for to make sure like a fan doesn't run up and tackle Nick Sirianni? Right, that's all you got to worry about. Right, he's not in there to confront Dre Greenlaw. Dre no. Ge- Greenlaw had every reason to be angry at him. Yes, he did every reason, and I don't think Dre Gle- Greenlaw is down in Santa Clara today thinking, "Oh, that's dumb." You know, you know, no. you know I don't want. To, he's not feeling that. It cost me money. Cost me standing. Yeah. And yeah. The reason Drake Greenlaw touched him is because Dom touched him first. Absolutely. Keep your hands off a player. Yeah. It's outrageous what he did. And and the way those announcers reacted was childish, irresponsible, outrageous. I want to say one other thing about those. I'm going now. I'm not coughing. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Greg Olson. Um, he's he's, you know, he seems to be what is that Fox? He seems to be mm-hmm. favored him and Burkhart. And mm-hmm. here's what I want to say about Greg Olson. I think he's very good. I think of all the analysts, all the analysts that I see, he has the, he is the most perceptive. He can see what a team is trying to do to another team. He can predict what they should do next on a play. And he's often correct. He mm-hmm. really knows the rules. I think he has the potential to be the best of all of those. SNF, yeah. MNF, TNF, MNF, whatever, MMF. But he talks too much. Yeah. He he can't stop talking. It's mm-hmm. either that he's nervous or he's an egomaniac or someone said you have to talk all the time. So what happens is I find him annoying. And yeah. sometimes I miss all the good things because he has a lot of good things to say because there's so much trivial stuff. Boy, they really want to get a first down now. You know, stuff like that. I think if he talked a little less, all of his really fine insights would come out more. He's like racing. And even as as he talks really fast and races, his commentary bleeds into the next play. I'm trying to think about the next play. He's talking about the previous play. And I think – Look, it's really hard to be an announcer. We tried for a season. It's really hard. It takes it's a skill and there's a rhythm to it. And I think the guys who are really good can nail the rhythm and the analysis. Like Troy Aikman doesn't necessarily have a ton of analysis. Sometimes he does, but I think he does a real good job of knowing when to talk and when not to talk and how fast to talk, that kind of stuff. I agree. And I would yeah. I w- to emphasize what you're saying, I think the best announcers knows know how to use silence. Know yep. how to let the game speak for itself at times. Yep. And this man needs to learn the value of silence. Yep. Yep. One of my favorite things about watching football when I was a kid was Pat Summerall. The best. And if people don't remember who he was, he was the play-by-play guy through the 90s, maybe maybe into the 2000s a little bit. But it was him and John Madden. And John Madden was kind of the goofy, um, energetic one. But Pat Summerall was like, had this very grave seriousness. He spoke very slowly, like he was talking about a battle or a war, and it was very serious. And each participant on the field was a warrior, and it was great. It was something very, very calm and serious about him, as opposed to absolutely. And yeah. his seriousness elevated the contest. Yes. 
elevated Absolutely. the contest. The 49ers to, and the yeah. Cowboys, Gary right. Plummer, Ken Nord. Like that's that's how we talked about him. It's not yeah. he yeah. was different. Yeah. And I think that this Olsen, again, who I feel has a lot of ability, he should, if if you ever listen to me, listen to Pat Summerall. Listen to how slowly he talked, because if you talk slowly, people listen more. That's what I've learned. If you That's come in, people don't want to. But if you talk slowly and softly, people will lean towards you and want to hear what you That's say. True. Yeah. That's life wisdom from my dad right there. It's true. Iggy, I got another topic if if we're done with our topics. Well, sure, we could do one. I want to do a, a bonus prize picks thing. I didn't get enough bonus. prize picks. We could do oh, that. Nice. Let's do let's do one more prize picks and then we'll do the the, the same yeah. the last topic. So yeah. if you want, we're gonna have bonus cones on, but right now we're gonna do bonus prize picks. And these are just gonna be quarterbacks from around the league. I think it could be fun. But let's really think about it, Dad, because I want to get these right. CJ, let's start with CJ Stroud. He's playing the Jets. They have a good defense. 256 and a half passing yards for CJ Stroud. You've been watching him. You like him? I do. And I feel even though the Jets have a good defense the defense is going to be on the field a lot with that offense i'd go more over i would go more as well i think he's one of the best young quarter i mean he's obviously one of the best young quarterbacks in the league but i think he's going to be an elite quarterback soon all right lamar jackson he's going to be playing the niners on christmas day monday night football christmas day christmas night only 224 passing yards this is against the rams Okay, so we're not saying against the Niners. We're saying against no, the Rams. No, this weekend against the Rams. Okay, I'm going to say under. I don't really like him. I mean, I like him as an athlete. He's a great runner and all that. Um, I don't like the way he throws the ball. So I'm going to say under. Okay. But we go with what that. about you? I, yeah, I mean, I don't think they – I think they're built to run the ball over there. I, yeah. I like him as a thrower more than Jalen Hurts. I think he's – give away. I think he's good enough as a thrower, but 224. Yeah, I could, I could go less with that. I think they're going to run the ball on the Rams. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, 247 and a half against Dallas this weekend. More, more or fewer? Fewer. You don't like him either? I don't like him as much anymore. Remember last week we were talking like about Purdy or him? Yeah. I want to tell you, they're playing Dallas. Those are two quarterbacks that could blow up in that game, both of them. Well, let's talk about Dak. 282 and a half passing yards, more or less. Less. Right? That seems kind of ambitious for both of them. Dak is the second-rated quarterback in the league. Did you know that? He's right behind Purdy. I don't okay. know how. I don't know how he does that. So why don't you could overrule the me? You could, just because no, I'm, I'm not the overruling father, you. You could, you could overrule me. <laughs> Last one. <laughs> Tua against Tennessee. Tua in Tennessee, 280 and a half. He two gets eight. a lot of yards. He'll get, I'm saying more. Because it's Tyreek. Two. two and Tyreek. Two and Tyreek. Tua, Tua, Tyreek. That's how they say. More? More. More? Let's look more. at the, the chat real quick and see if people had any suggestions. I just want to know. They would go more. Okay, good to know. Well, look, again, if you want to play, promo code CONE, C-O-H-N. 100% deposit match up to $100. My dad, thank you for thank you for playing prize picks with us twice today. Let's uh hold on, let me get that off. Let's do the final topic, dad. What's the final topic? Okay. 
you've talked about it before since the game, but I find it so fascinating, Iggy, how Kyle changed. They would not have won if he didn't change what he was calling on offense and the style of play. Um, and it shows a tremendous flexibility uh, on him and self-knowledge and self-criticism. So could you explain what he did on offense and how it's West Coast stuff? Well, I think the big thing is that it seems to me like he acknowledged that his game plan from last year was wrong. He wouldn't acknowledge that verbally ever. He defended the play action pass that had Tyler Croft blocking Hassan Reddick on the play where Purdy got hurt. And that was checkmate. He defended it forever. He didn't call anything like that in this game. We watched. In the first two drives, it seemed a little weird because they couldn't get the ball to Christian McCaffrey. But first two plays, there was no running back in the backfield. Like, that's a statement Kyle's making. We're not running today. We are going to get you with the pass. We're in the shotgun. We're a totally different identity today. You've never seen this style of offense. And we're doing it specifically to beat you because we learned our lesson the last time. We're not going to lose the same way twice. It's a whole new version of Kyle And He's the guy who doubles down and, and decides that it was Tyler Croft's fault or someone else's fault. There was nothing inherently wrong about what he decided to do. It was an admission that there was. That's growth for him. And then what he, the solution was getting away from his dad's type of offense, running to set up play action from under center. That wasn't going to work against the Eagles defense. It was much more of a new age West Coast offense style. Get in the shotgun, get the ball in the quarterback's hands as quickly as possible, get it out of his hands as quickly as possible with some short passes to the side I mean, some glorified handoffs and let the athletes do the work. And it worked. It worked. Yak, it was, as Bill Walsh was, would say. Yak. So really, he went back to the roots of 49 of football. It really was spectacular. And it was a privilege to see. And I yes. loved your analysis. So thank you for doing it again. It's a pleasure. It was really cool to see him do it. Because, I mean, I, I think the reason I'm so down on Kyle Shanahan is I, I've always assumed he's the kind of guy that – is so, I don't want to say arrogant, but like self-assured that he thinks he doesn't need to change. But this year, it seems like he gets it. He's getting, he's looking at himself honestly, which allows him to become the best version of himself. Love it. I, I love it. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, he's in his early 40s. You think someone like that who's had so much uh, money given to them and so much, uh, so many people saying he's already the best might not actually change. Like, look at Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly was looked at as the best for two or three years, and he never changed, never looked at himself, never improved. Look at him now. That's not Kyle. No. Kyle is light years ahead of him. Chip at, at UCLA is a 500 record. Yeah. Kyle found a new way to win on offense, a new identity for his offense. Chip could never do that. Chip has the same offense every – it's a run-first offense from the shotgun, up-tempo, zone read. He's never going to do anything different. No matter who he plays, who he has, that's right. what he's going to do. Kyle, I kind of thought of him that way. Like, okay, you're, you have a different kind of system, but you're always going to be running your system. Not necessarily. Not against Philly. It makes you feel, yeah, feel like so they can win the Super Bowl. It was a great leap forward for him. All Absolutely. praise. All praise. All right, let's get the final Super Chats. Lucky Louise says, Seattle, an argument, settle an argument for me, Grant. Vernon Davis or George Kittle? Same position, same number, and same team. I I have a pick. What do you say? Vernon. I say Kittle. 
Yeah. They're pretty close. They're pretty close. I want to say one thing that Kittle and Gore had to deal with were less than stellar offensive coordinators for a long time. You mean Davis? You said Kittle. Sorry, Davis and Gore. Yeah, those guys were on some bad teams with some bad offenses, and Kittle's always been with a really creative coach, but I don't know. Okay. They're both terrific. They're both very good. Fish and Chip says too many nobodies on NFL sidelines like a circus. It's like a circus down there. Cap Low ENT says Dom should be near the railing, not the sidelines. Yeah, why are you fine by me? Yeah, Michael Silver says Greg Olson is keeping the seat warm for Tom Brady. He will be working with Burkhart next season. Um, I didn't know that. Um, that's fine. Again, I I respect Olson. I think he needs to make adjustments. I have no opinion on um, Tom Brady. He'll be a big star. Whether he's good at it is to be determined. Yeah. We'll see. I'm interested to see what his insights would be. Carr says, great show, gentlemen. I enjoy your commentary despite being a schizophrenic anti-Semite. Jeez. Well, that's good to know. Um, Panthro says, watch the top view. DG is arguing with Smith. Then he goes to point at Smith, and the other guy gets in the way, and DG brushes his cheek. This was completely unintentional. I didn't see it as unintentional, to tell you the truth. But I do think that uh, Dom hit, uh, touched him first. City Burt says prediction on where Jim Harbaugh is next year. Iggy, Iggy has a prediction. I think the Chargers. Chargers. Darren Chargers. says Turek or not Turek. I don't get it. Wave nine says Brock will get paid in the off season with or without a Super Bowl. Don't think it's the right move. Not this off season. Cowboys could be 2021 Rams for us in the playoffs. Could be. I don't think they will be, but they could be. Blaine Infault says, is there any chance Salah comes back to SF? Only if Wilkes leaves and they fire him. But I wonder if they would fire him in New Jersey because he lost his quarterback. How, how, you know yeah. what I mean? And he had some really bad, if they fire him, it's punk. Yeah. I don't think they will fire him. I think he'll get another year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the show. It was a good show. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I love you. Iggy. I love you too, dad. I'll give you a call. Uh, no, don't call me. I'll, you're going to come over. We're going to grab some lunch. All right. I'll give you, I'll, I'll come over. We'll grab some lunch. Yeah. Uh, All right. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Um, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.